Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by RacedayTV.com. For only known as Nashtravision, catch all the local action from Lee, Claremont, and Hudson, plus other select races throughout the New England region. If you were a previous Nashtravision member, this is going to roll right into RacedayTV.com. And if you aren't a subscription holder yet, go to RacedayTV.com and uh, type in promo code BFP for... $10 off your subscription price. And if you wanted to do pay-per-view, it's never going to be more than the advertised grandstand ticket price. Again, that is racedaytv.com. Do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, today's episode is also brought to you by Circle B Diecast for all of your diecast needs and merchandise. And be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. Do you enjoy listening to us idiots? Want to support the show even more? Become a Patreon pal today for just $4.69. Nice. Nice. A month, you can become a pal today. Benefits include an extra show every month, access to some of our old archive shows, discounts on merchandise, asking us questions on our Patreon questions segment every week, or just leaving us a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Once again, just four sixty nine a month. Become a pal today. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the Black Flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provision away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls this is going to be episode 249 apparently of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn to my right is bradley sauce here and across the table from me is bt3 himself bobby timmons uh we are still in the new reiteration of our quote studio i guess uh we still got a door to put up still got some sound foam i think we need to find here and there but uh i'm, I'm kind of digging it so far right Yes. Yeah. yeah. We right before you came down here, Bobby and I were like, "Man, we got to figure out how to put this door up." And we were looking at the door, and I was like, "It looks like these two pieces just go kind of around." Bobby's like, "I'm not a carpenter, but I, was I like, think I'm so sure we could figure it out." The door fits there, or like the frame fits there, but we got to trim the bottom of the door, like a pube on the on the mm. bottom or something, and got scissors or something. I'll bring my grinder. Yeah, it it's some sort of mathema mathematic science deal that needs to make it fit there but uh the door is literally right behind you yeah we saw the, it yeah. we scoped it out yeah uh and then just finish casing in that beam and then this is pretty much done and then fix whatever you peeled off the wall there but yeah command strips are are they command vicious. they command the drywall they, and take it with it they when are you peel them command. off <laughs> yeah which um, i had never command stripped before uh this is the, the first to be fair stripping. i don't think that they're supposed to do that yeah and apparently they're industrial grade 3m fucking master peelers or something because mm. Mas- it, it masturbators is, yes that yeah. too which is funny because i put i bought a couple of those to hang our uh, bfp flags from my mm. race trailer and immediately one of them fell off and has yet to be found Th- those ones about took the wall down so yeah. we, we, uh, we're lucky that the house doesn't collapse the mm. whole wall's ready to just give out right right when we <laughs> when we moved into our new apartment uh, i was just gonna thumbtack things everywhere because that seemed like it's not a nail you know it's little happy medium uh, than ripping the paint off the wall with command strips. But the, the previous owners or they, whoever left us a bunch of command strips. So we started using them and I have this really heavy, like old painting of a deer that uh, my grandfather had in his computer room. So I, I've been carrying it around and we're like, Oh, let's put it up in the living room. So we put it up in the living room and things heavy as hell crash like, on the floor. No, no, it's still up, but they're like it, 
there's the day that's coming for sure. <laughs> like one swift I think those you're wind. supposed to get one of them like hook deals with a nail through it that goes into a stud, but then it's still like a hook, so you put the wire through it, and it's like a whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. My checking and savings doesn't work that way. But <laughs> yeah, the, six to nine business days. I, I put we put extra ones on there, and it's still holding up pretty well in the living room. But then Amanda got this picture. I don't even know where we got it, but it was it's a picture of a bunch of butts. Mm. We're gonna put it in the bathroom. Nice. That's that's naturally where you you know where you butt. Where like, uh, like bear butts. Yeah. Well, then it's not like cigarette butts. Like it's not like pornography. It's like drawings of butts. Um, looks fucking sweet. Cheeks. Yeah, it's cheeks. Ass. Mm. Yes. Yes. Ass. Posterior. Uh, Siri, play "Ass" by Big Sean. Ass. 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 Stop. Now make the motherfucker hammer. Sorry. Yeah. Honestly, we should have used a, a hammer and a nail because the command strips definitely did not hold up. Man, to put it up, but five, ten minutes later, just came crashing down. And Butts the ass down. picture has been uh, sitting in a closet ever since. So, so the so the command strips are holding up this giant ass painting, but they couldn't hold up the butt picture. Yeah, and it was in like a very cheap frame too, so it really didn't make any sense. The only thing that we could think of is maybe a little bit of uh, moisture from the shower, but mm. uh, hadn't been in a shower Moist in hours. So. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. you can't really put a nail through tile. Well, the, it wasn't going on the ground, the, the painting. No, it, it's not tile walls. They're, well, the, the portion that we were putting the painting on wasn't. That makes sense. Just yeah. put a nail in it. Fuck. Mm, yeah, true. Really need that ass picture up. Yeah. Want to call our first guest? Yeah, sure. Yeah, who are we talking to? So I, uh, <laughs> I am absolutely sick of you two darfs and all this late model talk over the last three weeks. So I made sure to go out of my way to purposely guest, uh, book two open wheel push to start race car drivers. Do they care about ARCA? Um, I don't <laughs> well, I find out. assume probably not. This, oh, uh, okay. this first one, he's uh he's a multi time winner on the Nemo Light Circuit this year. He won uh he won the little five hundred Indianapolis. We're uh, we're gonna give Jake Trainer a call if my shit spreader of a phone gets serviced long enough. And for those that don't know the little five hundred, that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. It's a wicked big deal. That's all that's like that's almost like the, the big five hundred, but it's littler. Right. But still five hundred. Mm. Well what's, what's the medium five hundred? Uh, the, the, same, the same as my rate of getting big time by our guests. <laughs> Good news is we didn't pre-screen this. Are you in a wind tunnel? <laughs> I think he's driving in the little 500 right now. <laughs> Hello? Bueller? This is Black Flag Podcast. <laughs> Bueller? What an incredible program. <laughs> yeah. He's doing well. Now he's typing something. Mm. Is this Jake Trainer? No. What if it was Megan Trainer? Oh, this is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Jesus. My there bad boys. How we doing? Uh, uh, we're just uh, listening better to than you, you apparently. Yeah, just listening to you test in the wind tunnel by the sound <laughs> of it. <laughs> you, my bad. I had to I had to check out our arrow here. Mm. Uh, I say you must have just answered the phone and then threw the phone directly <laughs> out the window of a car. <laughs> That you were going to retrieve it, though. Uh, shit. All right. So, like oh, I yeah. uh, like I just said, we got Jake Trainer on the line. Jake, uh, he's won a lot of shit, done a lot of cool shit. We'll let him tell you, uh, Jake. The way we typically start off these interviews is, uh, who the fuck is Jake Trainer? Uh, well, let's see here. Um, well, before we, uh, we're not live, right? We are one hundred and ten percent live, my man. We do this cold oh. call every time. Goddamn. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> uh, Why is there Jake anything? Trainer. Is there anything that you want off limits? Like shouldn't be brought up. Uh, well, I mean, I'm 18. I uh, just don't want to get incriminated here. I got sponsors. Noted. Just uh, played the fifth. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. Um, you know, um. I'll just ignore my entire text thread with Jeff Champagne from this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, let's see. You know, uh, I came up in quarter midgets. I'm um, just trying to climb the ranks, open wheel racing here. Um, Real racing. Just, yeah, you got it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not in defenders. <laughs> it's the way it should but, be. But um, you know, I'm just working my way up here. Um, this was by far my best year ever. So. Um, Why? What happened? It was. Well, a uh, little 500 was the biggest thing. Um, yeah, while the while the week, phone uh, while the phone was dialing, Brad and Charlie had a, a conversation as if there was like a, a medium 500. We know what the big <laughs> in 500 is, but uh, for those, we're up in late model country, obviously here in the Northeast. Not a lot of people give a shit yeah, about open you. wheel racing. So, what talk about your uh, your little 500 win? Because that's obviously a huge deal. Well, um, before the night before the little 500, I was running and uh, I was running at IRP Midget. Uh, I was formerly known as the night before the 500 but now it's uh two nights before the 500 so it's carb night classic now but uh that's huge midget race uh the hoosier 100 there biggest silver crown race of the year is now that night and um you know that was that was how we started off the weekend we won the midget portion that was by far the biggest one of my career and the worst part about that was we had to gear up to go run a little 500 the next day so we went back to the hotel and all the restaurants are closed and we're eating appetizers in a bar <laughs> prepare or celebrating our little our uh, carb night win is that not what, is that it. not what you normally do cuz that's what i normally do <laughs> uh well it was we would have we would have liked a nice steak you know a nice sit down restaurant all the guys but um you know you got to got to settle for what what we got but um little 500 i mean it was my second sprint car race ever um and it was it no, was no big deal or anything it was yeah yeah it was uh it was crazy to say the least don't, um don't they do live stops for the little 500 yeah live pit stops That's live pit wild. stops with um, with push trucks keep in mind yeah that was holy jesus that was crazy let alone i've never even ran a race with a spotter before so I got my whole crew. They can talk to me now. I'm, you guys know it. You're all late model boys up there. And I was, <laughs> well, Brad, I was, Brad like, was a pickup truck driver, but same thing. Uh, had fenders. Yeah, it had yeah. fenders. <laughs> I could have used a radio but, the night I drove Brad's truck. It's lonely. <laughs> it's lonely out there. <laughs> it does. It does get lonely. You know, sometimes uh, 200 laps in, it's nice to hear someone's voice and make sure I'm still sane, you know, going in circles that many times. It was uh, it was three hours. I, if you look at race monitor, three hours from green flag to the checkered flag. Yeah, this is five hundred laps on a high bank quarter mile. Yeah, it was. It's crazy. I mean, five laps in a three wide start. By the way, don't forget that thirty three cars, three wide start, and uh, you're in lap traffic. God, I don't know, five laps in maybe <laughs> immediately to lap five hundred. <laughs> Holy it fuck! Bring nuts. a race car, Mitt. Yeah. yeah, there's usually one have or two ever, guys that end up in the catch fence in that race. Have you race. ever seen this? That's fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. I think and I remember usually, Bobby Santos a couple of years ago ended up in the catch fence. <laughs> yeah, two years ago, he was endoing down the front stretch. Not typically recommended for race carring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's crazy. You know, by... It's obviously the biggest thing is survival. I mean, 500 laps. A sprint car is not made to go 500 laps. I mean, it's like you look at the Oswego Classic. What's that? 250? 200, yeah. 200 
right? And it's, I don't know, half the field finishes. Yeah, if that. So there's it's, like three cars on the lead lap. Exactly. That's same deal, little 500. Two cars finish on the lead lap. No, maybe three. Maybe three. But it's just crazy. Who was the car that finished but was the most laps down? Like, was there some shit spreader that was just like 68 laps down out there riding (laughs) Uh, around at the end? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. He brought out a yellow with five to go. Of course. He brought out a yellow with five to go. (laughs) And I don't don't know for sure, but I want to say he's at least 60 down. Perfect. And the guy, as a matter of fact, he'd been trying to make the race for, jeez, I don't know. Uh, I think he said like 15 years or something, and he didn't expect to didn't expect to make it this year. <laughs> under under yellows, he was filling the thing up with five gallon drums. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> five gallon jugs. So he lost uh, most of those laps on pit road, is what you're saying? Because it's <laughs> it's 500 good, laps regardless, amount. right? It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's 500 laps and uh, yellows count. So. So you got to be quick with a pit stop. Yeah. And we did it with uh, we did it with just your normal hydraulic jack. Um, everybody there has air jacks, like the like the piston air jacks, like the sports cars. I guess have that kind of same deal. IndyCar mm. stuff. And you guys they got, got a har- you guys got a Harbor Freight jack. Uh, not quite Harbor Freight. Little <laughs> little up from that. Harbor Freight might give out. You might have to replace a wheel after the first stop or something. But um, it was yeah and. These guys are all training. I mean, for months before doing pit stops, we got a, we called a couple of guys. Hey, you wanna you wanna come jack this thing up for us? And another guy, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, I can make it down. And just just crazy weekend to say the least. Yeah, well, you ended up in victory lane, so that's cool. Did you uh, did you do any celebrating after? I'm sure you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, we, that, um, and that's the end of that. Um, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> went, went back and had appetizers. Do, do you care about your sponsors? Yeah, got a, got a Mountain Dew and some Mozzie sticks at the Applebee's and went home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well said. Yeah, we were the we were the last ones to leave the infield. That's fair. That's for sure. That's the way. Uh, that's the way you should do it. So, uh, oh, yeah. Talking about one of your or your only race with a spotter was that one of the first or only times you've ever done live pit stops as well. Uh, yeah, first time, um, just, and the crazy thing is you got push trucks too. So it's, you kill the car with fuel and I mean, (laughs) Bentley Warren, the funniest thing is Bentley Warren before the race is telling me, just leave the thing running and let the push truck fight and let the push truck start pushing you and just dump it into gear. <laughs> I don't think I want to try that for my first time. You you can do it. It's not as hard as it seems, but boy, if you fuck it up, it's catastrophic. I was just say, that sounds <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds like scattered parts. Yeah, it breaks yeah. Uh, anything from the uh, crankshaft to the rear and lower shaft and everything in between. But yeah. it's not that bad. Is you just basically kind of I don't know how those sprint cars are, but I know with the super modifieds is a way with your gear shift lever. You just kind of hold pressure and it eventually finds its way in there. You're yeah, not like, you're yeah, not like jamming it in like but, an eighteen wheeler. But if it doesn't, uh, all those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bob was talking about that's basically your feet to your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that, that goes kaboom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jake yeah. had his, Jake had his sprint car at Thompson this year at the World Series, just firing it up. And I looked that thing over, and it is radical. Like you just said, Charlie, the drive shaft literally runs between your feet. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the pedals you like step down on it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, sprint cars don't. So ergonomics just don't exist in a sprint car. Like I, the the ones that I've always seen, that I think the brake 
or the, I think the brake is up and down, but the gas pedal is like forward and back, and then the wheel is like a fucking bus, and you're sitting straight up. Then there's a wing next yeah. to you, and you can't fucking see anything anyway. It, doesn't it make took any me sense. like a solid <laughs> yeah. five minutes of looking at the pedals in in Jake's car to to figure out how they worked. Yeah, and and I don't know if it was either you, Jake, or if it was Matt when he came over. He's like, "You figure that out yet?" And I'm like, "Barely." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of like if you think about it. Yeah, it's weird compared to any other race car. I mean, but for me, it's just second nature. Right. Um, it's a sliding brake pedal, which a lot of people okay, hate so. that. So you're you're sitting like, think about it, like you're sitting in an office chair and you just slide your left foot forward. That's that. And your right foot is up on a big heel block and you're pushing your toes down. I, I can't even do it with my hands. It's like, yeah, Charlie's Charlie's trying to simulate the motions with his hands and he's all confused and he actually just drove it in the fence. So. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with some sign well, language. No, like, he was so trying like, to uh, it up and down and this goes like, it's he choking. Fucked. Yeah. I don't know. So I mentioned, uh, I mentioned Matt there. That's Matt Seymour. He, uh, he's your car owner. No, right. Do I got that right? Uh, crew chief, crew, crew chief. chief, car oh. owner for, uh, Nemo light stuff, but, um, he's crew chief. He, he does it all, man. So we'll talk, talk about him a little bit. He, uh, I stood behind him at Wiscasset this year on that 60 lap race and he was a glass case yeah. of emotions the entire time. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, he's, uh, he's, he's done it all. He's worked for, worked for some of the best guys, uh, Frank Manafort. Um, he's been doing it for, he's 25, 26 now, I think. And he's been working on race cars, uh, since he was, I don't know, two years old, probably. That's all he's ever done. He's never, never raced them. Ran quarter midgets a couple of years actually, but never raced them. Just works on them. And um, obviously, his dad Bob Seymour has been around the block too. Is uh, his dad Boston Louie? He went on tour with him for I don't know, however many years. Every weekend, going out to Indiana, Silver Crown, Sprint Car, whatever it is. Um, all the way from Marlboro to Indiana every weekend from April to November. And, um, he see more performance is what he does now. And, uh, Matt just helps out there and, uh, works on all the race cars. And, uh, now I'm helping Matt. I go to the shop full time now. Um, but it's a blast. He's, he's on it, man. So, so, uh, you said you, you won the race in your second ever, not only just like, little 500 start but your second ever sprint car start is that correct uh yeah so how does this how does this all start to begin with though because you didn't just hop straight into a sprint car i assume because that 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 would be pretty bad yeah i'd uh i mean the national midget stuff is kind of what eased into the sprint car it's a lot more uh translated a lot easier um you know national midget you're still 900 pounds and 400 horsepower ripping around a three quarter mile, just about, um, no wing, no downforce at all. Just a friggin' block of going through the air. Um, and, uh, actually the sprint car deal started with, um, Barry Kittredge. He's the car owner. Um, they had, they built it in, they started building it in uh, December, maybe of 21 and 2022 was their first race out at the little 500. They hired uh, Kenny Schrader and he's ran the race. Uh, who knows how many times Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. He's, he's been around the block. If you would. 
Um, and he was the perfect guy for it. I mean, he's ran NASCAR, he's super good at the live pit stops, you know, knows what to say to all the guys that have never spotted or had a radio to talk to him before. And, um, he's, uh, he kind of sorted everything out. That first year was, um, kind of just a learning curve. I mean, it was the first race out with, uh, Matt and everybody for a sprint car. And, uh, that year they ran, uh, an IRP race and like June or July or something with trader. And they kind of struggled again. Motor package is still off. Still trying to figure out the motor package and just getting used to sprint car racing. And there's another race at IRP in October and they asked Schrader, uh, if he wanted to run it. And he said, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pass. I think I've done all I needed to. So that was when Matt decided to put me in it. We went to IRP, ran pretty good. We ran sixth, and then we showed up to little 500. <laughs> they just threw me right to the wolves. Well, sounds but, like sounds uh, like you didn't really need any more practice. Yeah, I would have liked it definitely. I was, if you could have seen me before that race, I was, uh, I don't even know. I was like, I seen a ghost for a whole day straight. I was, I was shitting bricks, man. I was, <laughs> I was terrified. Start. I, the worst part was, I guess, probably the best part now. But I had just qualified third, so outside of the front row. For my first little 500, I got to start three wide on the top. And I got all the best guys in sprint car racing, open wheel racing, all behind me, trying to friggin' run three wide into turn one. I had no clue what to do. I was, I was shook. <laughs> so speaking of uh, shit and bricks and three wide top, I think that the, I've watched your race a handful of times, but one of the ones that really stuck out that I ended up posting on our Facebook page, I think I just posted Jake trainers, a dog. Cause uh, you were three wide on the outside starting uh, from the back, I believe in a uh, NEMA race at Thompson. Uh, I think it was a world series uh, weekend and uh, scale of uh, one to hemorrhoids. How hard do you have to clench when you uh, have to go three wide on the outside and you're setting up a guy in the middle of the corner uh, gets uh, pretty narrow off of uh, off of four there. Um, yeah, I will say though, the best thing that's ever happened to me is running a sprint car at, or a midget even at IRP. Like if you like that place in terms of speed and oh shit, horsepower going into a corner, uh, IRP has got Thompson to beat, no doubt. Um, it's, uh, that's the biggest thing is the sprint car. I mean, everything's just like so slow down once you have 900 horsepower. I mean, you got a 410 under you and then you go and get in a NEMA light car and go run Thompson. It's just, everything is so slowed down. It feels like you're driving it. You could read a newspaper going on straightaway at that place. It's makes everything so much easier. That's fucking insane. <laughs> so you, you, uh, we talk about NEMA lights. There's a couple of Patreon questions, Brad, if you want to pull them up. But uh, I did get one question a user submitted from a mutual friend of ours that I may or may not have mentioned earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. Talk about your first uh, your first ever NEMA light win at Waterford, and what what was your dad's reaction to that? <laughs> my dad's reaction that was well, that was how it started. I mean, it was just me and my dad going racing every week. Um, it was it was just me and him working on it, me and him doing everything. Uh, it was 
that was everything at that point. Uh, I was, I don't even know, 13 years old, maybe. So it was... I was still in go-karts at 13. (laughs) Yeah. And when I was 13 years old, unfortunately, me and my dad had already been running a full year with a Southern Midget Series, uh, the Eastern Midgets. And that was every week we were traveling to, uh, let's see, Carolinas, uh, Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama. It was everywhere. And, um, yeah, to that first NEMA light win was crazy at the time, but I never would have thought it was the, the first of what I've done now. So there wasn't any weather involved and your dad wasn't thrilled or, or anything specific like oh, that? Or? Oh, that was, that was a, that was another NEMA win. That was the first NEMA win, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I misread Jeff, first... or not, definitely not Jeff. Uh, maybe I misread whoever sent me that text, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, a, that was another one. That was uh, Waterford. It was a Wednesday night, rain delay. Yeah, I've been, um, been a part of one of those in my life, and um, I don't delay. blame I don't blame your dad for acting the way he did. <laughs> on a on a Wednesday night, and my dad, he's a union guy, works in the city. Um, he's got to get up at two in the morning, three in the morning, to go drive into Boston. And uh, here we are at Waterford. They hold us for a couple hour rain delay. Our features rolling out at about uh, crisp midnight, oh. and uh, we get done. We get done. We win. <laughs> my dad is I, I forget who it was I, I don't know who asked him maybe it was uh maybe it was jeff i asked him are you happy you stayed he said no <laughs> fuck no <laughs> even though you won because <laughs> i i don't think he slept that night i think he just saddled up and drove home drove straight back into the city they did that to us in 2021 same thing on a wednesday uh no curfew we're gonna get your race in we yeah. we oh run our God. heat we run our heat race at about eleven thirty, um, halfway through the feature at well, about one in the morning they say next caution ends it and uh, conveniently the guy running second goes well if I jump the start that's going to end the race and uh, so they didn't throw the caution for him jumping the start and he won the race uh, um, when there was a caution two <laughs> laps later and I pulled into my driveway as the sun was coming up. That's yeah, that's true. That was shitty. So I don't blame your dad for uh, for being mad because I was mad as well. <laughs> That's that's real humbling. Pulling into your driveway on a Wednesday night after a Wednesday night race, the sun up. Yeah, I got out of the hauler and I looked at Dad. So I'm not coming into work today. <laughs> Did he go to work? No, you got those pulled uh, up, Brad, or what? Yeah, we do have some Patreon questions. Uh, not sure exactly who this is, but there's a uh, we, we, people don't typically put their names for is some this reason. Three letters and a car number. It is. This is one of uh, Jake and I's sponsors. That's Scott Martell. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. So it, it really throws us off when they don't just put their name. But uh, JSM14 says for Jake, uh, now that you won the little 500, will your curfew be lifted for late night fun at the Chili Bowl? And if so, are you scared you may be seen with Jeff Champagne and ruin every chance you have at advancing your race? career <laughs> <laughs> oh man well unfortunately this year's chili bowl i was uh i was the the dd for the week for my guys who when when they were crippled after their tuesday night prelim win i had to i had to rally everybody home sorry but, to hear that. uh i don't know i don't know i'd like to hope my leash comes off <laughs> Was that the only one, or was there another? No, there's another one. Uh, Jack Wright says, uh, "Question for Jake: Any plans for any Silver Crown races in 2024?" 
not nothing yet. Um, nothing solidified. I'd like to hope maybe something comes to fruition, but not yet. Ten four. Well, uh, I got a couple things. Uh, thanks for your uh, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you went out to Vegas last weekend and raced. Yeah, talk, uh, talk about was, that trip. That was super cool. I mean, uh, as you can imagine, Vegas in December. I mean, goddamn it, don't get better than that after the weather around here <laughs> for the last two months. So nice to get away from that. Um, super nice facility. I mean, the bull ring. You're at the uh, the speedway. So. Super nice facility, um, and another Massachusetts guy wanted actually to, uh, Tim Bertrand, and uh, Todd ran second actually. Todd Bertrand, he was it was super good to see them do so good. You know, after every, all they've been through, uh, traveling out west for the last few years, it was nice to see them do good. But uh, we ran third. So what's, uh, what's for Jeff West? What's the problem? Nobody on the West Coast knows how to race asphalt midgets, or what? Well, the thing is, there wasn't a whole lot of West Coast guys there. Um, it was kind of like a lot of the Midwest guys traveled out. That was most of the field. And the West Coast guys, it was like all our we have all our national cars, and they were all mostly D2 cars, like Ford Focus motors, pretty much a NEMA light car without a wing. Um, that was So it was, for the most part, just like all the Midwest national guys, same guys. So they had no chance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, what what do you got on the docket for next year? Um, same thing. We doing anything different? We gonna drive super uh, modifieds like an adult, or what are we gonna do? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, just know you you got my number. Call me up. And I'll get in that thing. All right. Well, you got my number too now. So if you need uh, somebody that's not four foot nine and a hundred pounds to drive one of those midgets, let me know. And we can make something happen. Okay. We can talk, buddy. <laughs> I owe Chase. <laughs> I owe Chase Lock one anyway, so there might be some team violence. Oh yeah, he's, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know Chase one. I don't know if you're as small as Chase. But. No, I was. I was not as small as Chase when I was six. And I'm thirty now. <laughs> 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 no. So what do you got going on next year, though? Um, just uh, definitely a little five hundred again. Um, and I would say maybe two or three other sprint car races uh we're not really sure yet but uh they have a four race schedule at irp for national midgets um if the vegas deal happens again we're planning on putting a wing on and going out racing out there the sprint car and uh the midget again and um i don't know a handful of nema light races i don't just i really want to just run those next year to stay sharp uh, I don't want to run that full deal again. Um, but we'll see if anything else comes up. We'll, uh, we'll pounce on it. Well, cool, man. Uh, unless you got any questions for us, we never have guests ask us questions. So maybe, maybe it'd be nice if you'd ask us something, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I got, I got nothing for you guys. Sorry. That's no, fine. I'm just being a dick at this point, but all right, man, uh, we, we appreciate the time. Look forward to seeing you um, wherever you go. Do you go to Atlantic city or anything fun like that? You're not old enough. Probably uh, not. Yeah. I'm running, uh, I'm running Allentown actually. Oh, no shit. If, I'm, if I don't have a ride for Atlantic city, I'll, I'll be there. So, so how do you have a ride for Allentown, but not Atlantic city? Aren't they the same event at different weekends? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a one race deal. See how I do. I mean, I've never ran indoors. So, um, I'm running for Lusaconi. Good car. 
So uh, yeah, definitely he's, really he's, good he's only had a mild success at the indoor series. <laughs> that, that's a name. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's an indoor ace. So it's a super good car. Uh, Louie knows his stuff and um, hopefully I don't disappoint him, but um, we'll see. Well, 10, four sounds like Bradley and I will see you at that race for sure. Sweet. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, safe travels. Stay out of the wind tunnel. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. All right, man. See you. Thank you. I was going to say, I think you might see all five of us at that race. Stop it. <laughs> Fuck. Jeez, oh, so you yeah. got to go to Allentown? Yeah, I think we're nice. We're going to stay with Jake. Uh, yeah. Seems like a dude. Everyone's having a slumber party. At Jake's house. Jesus <sighs> Christ. I'm trying to make this fucking out. work. I'm sorry. Do you want to use my phone? I don't know what. It, I, I have no idea what that is, but. Oh, now we're playing music. Nice. <laughs> this, is, this is going well. This is what a fucking production. So while Bob unfucks that, um, he mentioned Kenny Schrader. Did you see um, what Kenny Schrader did at PRI this past weekend? Saw a picture of it, but I didn't see what it was. Kind I just of scrolled. Past kind it. of nuts. All right. So every year he does the. Um, it's it's called like Kenny Schrader's like Real Racer Award or something like that. Um, but he gave it to this kid. His name is uh, Joe Renfro. He's 17 years old and from Wyoming. He w- races cars. And I'm going to preface this with he yeah, races is, cars. This is pertinent to the next sentence. He has no arms and one leg. And the other leg is two feet shorter than the other one. Wait, he only has one. Though. Well, he's one and a half legs, basically. Okay. He has right. one leg and the left one is two feet shorter than the right. And he races cars. So you probably can put the short one on the steering wheel, right? I don't know how that works. <laughs> he says that they it's video a, game. It's an automatic, which that makes sense. Um, and, <laughs> and it basically the the brake pedal is like a deal because there's no joint in his leg, and then he races with the right foot, which is wild. I can see huh. how he won the real racer award. Right. Like you got to be pretty fucking dedicated to to do that. Just to even show up, I feel. So good for that there's, guy. There's some days I don't feel like racing and I have all my limbs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And a nine fingers, but the no, it's still there. It's just a little crooked. <laughs> nine and 3 quarters fingers. It is missing some years. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of fucking nuts. Do you remember who was the guy that used to race? I think it was Unity. He was paralyzed. <clears throat> yeah, what the frick was? Do you that know who I'm talking about? Yeah, had like a camo car. Yeah, he ran like a Pro Four, one of those actually mini stock. Wasn't bad. Do. I think Jim Dennis was his name. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. had yeah. hand controls, but that was like I could see how that would work. Yeah, was, I just there was a guy at Oxford. There was a guy at Oxford in like the mid 2000s that ran a truck that was paralyzed. Okay. Uh, he was he was pretty not bad at it. Yeah. Mm. So c- congrats to that kid because fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Which no. is I'm still very curious. Yeah. I mean, but. just think of over the years the amount of guys we've raced against that are incredibly untalented and have all their limbs. Yeah. And apparently he's like not bad right. either, which is also wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He drives like a '94 Mustang automatic, which whatever somebody's got to do it, but fuck, it, apparently he's not bad. And I, uh, I've never I'm never gonna have a good excuse to not go to work. I and mean, I wouldn't tab him for my road racing team, but. but. Like running race well, or no, road like, course race? Oh, <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> well, wow. Probably be a hell of a fucking three-legged race partner, though. <laughs> like in the sack? Like yeah. You- 
well said. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think. Congrats this, to that this kid. This kid does not deserve no, our rock. No, no, I'm saying this is fucking awesome. Uh, like, good yeah. for that kid. But I yeah. can't not make fun of something. Right, yeah. He can. He has full permission to make fun of us, too. But, <laughs> I uh, uh, I think we should get in some Patreon questions while we... Uh, yeah, we got... We, we have a, I told our second guest at seven, so we got like 14 minutes to kill. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll rattle off some Patreon questions. So let's do uh, a little bit of Weapon of the Week because the mm. bottom question here is uh, also includes a Weapon of the Week, and I, I do have one, and we do have a sponsor. So Weapon of the Week this week is brought to you by Original Wheelman, an apparel line with a touch of class that still looks fast. OGW is here to make sure you look good when standing on the door in Victory Lane. Go to OriginalWheelman.com. I believe code Xmas gets you 15% off. If that's not true, um, I saw it on Instagram, and my bad. Saw um, a uh, sweet picture of uh, Original Wheelman putting a post up with our, our good buddy Ben wearing some OG shirts there. Just um, announced he's taking over general manager duties at Hudson this year. Which is now also going to have the Hudson Hippos mm, division. Finally coming to life. Mm, the uh, They got the rule book as well. <laughs> you <laughs> Basically, fi- you I, finally got it from I, Smitty's laptop. Yes. Yeah. I, I actually literally, yeah. I had Smitty send it to me. Sent uh, it rule, over to Ben. Rule number one. Van. <laughs> <laughs> literally van. Yeah. They, uh <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's going to be pretty <clears throat> sick. The uh, old Huds, they're going to call them the Hudson Hippos, which, mm, 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 fine. Uh, but uh, no, I think that that's going to be sick. It sounds like there's already people building shit and that's going to pop off. So yeah, definitely looking forward to going to watch a hippo race. Mm. Uh, Jack Wrights did have a weapon of the week along with his question for Jake says uh, also weapon of the week is the guy who casually mentions that his kid kid fell out of his car at the Chili Bowl. So you know who he is while at a trade show. I mean, I mean, you got to yeah. he he. Famous fame. I mean, yeah. gonna, the I wouldn't know who Arson Torsion Bar is if he didn't fly out of his race car like last year. Yeah, that yeah, guy that, too. We yeah. we uh, we had a group on Discord as we always do. Boy, I can't wait. Um, uh, finally I got my computer unaided. I gotta so buy a new one. I I'll be very ready for uh, next. Hopefully next week's uh, two two hundred fifty lap fucking whatever. I'm gonna have to race, uh, but, tune in on my phone. And um, but uh, no, the I finally got it all fixed, and in yeah, that was rattling. I was pretty. We were all pretty sure that we witnessed a death on Discord Night in America, um, and yeah, very. <laughs> I still don't know how we didn't actually, but uh, good for that guy for you know using his son's hey, almost. This is that kid. For, yeah. This is that kid. <laughs> fucking fell out of his car. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, my boy. Yeah, he's a real proud dad. But uh, mm. my uh, weapon of the week is actually from a different realm altogether. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, tough what day for him. I'm a- starting. To he hate was offsides. I'm starting oh to hate God. the Chiefs. He I was like, offsides. I like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, ever since I heard a story, this was a bunch of years back. He, him, and his uh, girlfriend, now wife, went to get pizza at like a local pizza place in Kansas City, and they walked in. Nobody bothered him. Nobody said a word. Nobody asked for a picture. Didn't even feel like it was any different, and he bought the entire restaurant's tab. Paid for every single person in the restaurant's tab that night. Love that. Because nobody bothered him. So I was like, man, he's a, he's a good dude. But fuck, between his wife and his and his younger brother, they're annoying. Then this fucking Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift bullshit. I fucking hate the Chiefs. Oh, I hope they lose out and get oh. eliminated. I hate the Baltimore Ravens. It's probably my most hated NFL team. Just well, they be- kill people. Just so. because of the years Allegedly. of their rivalry with New England, and I think whatever Harbaugh coaches them is a fucking windback. I hope the Ravens blow them out in the playoffs this year. Oh, dude. So the Ch- so I'm watching the Chiefs-Bills game. I I put a future on the Bills before the season started, which looked real real hot uh, about as of Saturday. Um, but just so wipe your ass with that. They, they went, go went and- down the hill when they lost week one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to Zach Wilson. Um, but uh, no, they throwing bombs, banging moms. Baby. They go into Kansas City and like I, I'm, I'm fully. I mean, the Chiefs were like. Pl- I mean, the I think that the line was only like 
minus two for the Chiefs. I'm like, man, they, they really feel confident in this Bills team. I was like, I think that the Bills could do it, but it's going to be really tough. I mean, but it's the Bills in, also it's in Arrowhead. And the Bills also lost to New England this year. Yeah. <laughs> New England is bad at football. Yeah. And, <laughs> what and so three and nine or three and ten or something. And they improved to three and ten on the year oh, okay. after a stout uh, beating of Mitch Trubisky <laughs> and the Steelers last Thursday. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky should be sent to fucking I don't know, outer space. Bring back we Duck should, Hodges. <laughs> we should send him to go discover the moon for the first time. Um, but uh, so, so no, I'm watching that game, right? And, and Josh Allen is putting on an absolute clinic. I mean, what a fucking dog that guy is. But I, and I don't mind the Chiefs. Like I, I was, you know, sharing for the Chiefs last year at uh, fucking Wing Haas or whatever. And uh, then that play happens, right? And like so clearly not even close to an onside. To the no. point where it's like, how it, does Travis Kelsey, who's standing like literally two feet behind him, not be like, Hey, bud. Hey. <laughs> and the Step worst part is fucking three feet. Dude. As a wide receiver, like you're supposed to look at the side judge and do like a hand up to, and the referee to say yes or no. Uh, did just do forget to do that. Like that's your job. But also, so like uh, you guys listen to the Pat McAfee show. Wow. Holy shit. Well Pat McAfee show. But yeah, that one. <laughs> but you're always a day behind, right? Because right. So today's yet. I conveniently have a TV in my office, so I watch it day of. And today they were talking, not to spoil it, but they were like, it very clearly offsides, like not even fucking close. And he's like, "Is it ticky tack? Sure, but it, I mean, sixty and a fifty-five is still technically speeding." <laughs> well, well said. But yeah, uh, right, you are, Ken. But, <laughs> and and the, the biggest, the biggest thing was like. Pat fucking Patrick Mahomes is that pissed about that call, which was Limit. very clearly offsides. Probably didn't even see like I'm sure he didn't see a replay before he started freaking the fuck out. And then he goes to Josh Allen. He's like, worst call I've ever seen in the fucking league or whatever. It's like, you think Josh gives dude, a fuck? Yeah, you know how many times Josh has been boned in this stadium by a call like that? Like yeah, the, the Chiefs literally won the Super Bowl from fucking like the part of my take today was just like, well, I mean, if you're doing that, that's the worst call that's ever been called. Then you, you're going to have to give away your Super Bowl from last year because there was literally a call <laughs> like worse than this that like way worse than this. Like this was literally offsides that won you the Super Bowl. So um, yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, absolute clown. And uh, now I'm going to have fun. Just says in his press conference, you know, I've been playing in the league for seven years and it's never been called. Well, Dude, tell your fucking boy to get on sides and it wouldn't have been called. Yeah. It's a, it's a non factor. If he's on sides. Correct. Like it just is a non issue. And then he, then he eventually is the one to go and score the touchdown. Right. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seems like a fucking wine bag. Get the fuck uh, over it. To be fair, isn't sure. isn't that Tony fella the the one that's like always fucking up though? Yes, like always fucking. One hundred percent. Scott Fowler says, uh, "What's your favorite slash most funny name for a vagina?" I heard it called a Queef Chapel the other day, and I just about pissed myself. Ham wallet's a good one. Yeah. Pink, pink. <laughs> that, was, that was my first go to. Uh, nothing like a good old pork sword in the ham wallet. Mm, yeah, I pulled that out today. Pink um, crayon sharpener. Mm. <laughs> Cooter. Oh. Yeah, the, the classics really. Um, Vagine. The uh, it, I, it's an old old YouTube series. I think it's like army ac- ac- action figure. Something that's where the ham wallet thing comes from. Okay. Anyway, there's one of those episodes where it's uh, they talk. They have all kinds of them. It's fucking hilarious. That's where the pink crayon sharpener comes mm. from. Uh, Beef curtain. Some squish. Mm. Uh, yeah. The classics. Poon. I think things, <laughs> things like. I think that. we covered Scott's question very well. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, oh, okay. <laughs> Caleb Bullett says, uh, "Did you did you boys see that Michael Waltrip has a mini stonk? 
Um, no, but I was going to say, no way. <laughs> he's, he's, he's eight be foot a, 13. How the fuck does he, he get in a mini stock? He sits in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. It's actually just a heckin' hippo. Mm. Gets, it gets uh, into the back window. And he also says, a side note, y'all need to send Garth, the mayor of Palmyra, Norris, a care patch, pa- package, Jesus Christ, for being your number one fan in Pensacola. So Caleb did message me. Uh, earlier, or late last and, week, whatever. And me, who was not in Pensacola. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> sent me a, a flattering picture of the mayor of Palmyra and says, is this the guy you're talking about who always says BFP when you're in the grandstands in turn one, Pensacola? And I said, yes, I think that sure is. And uh, he seems like he's from Maine. So we're going to pretend like that's not him and it's just some random fan in Florida because, boy, was that a better story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, why would, uh, why yeah. would the fuck would you ever let facts into the story. That's I don't know. So Never once ever have I ever let the facts get in the way of a good story. Hold on. Uh, so Caleb Willett says... Uh, so you didn't hear any of that. No. Um, we just cut that all Good out. editing. Yeah, I cut mm. that all out. I, I had to put that in there so that I knew just where to cut it out. Uh, Eric Worcester says, uh, Hello, pals. Bradley, Hi, have you... Hello, pal. <laughs> He always, starts, he always starts his question with hello, pals. And hey, I love pal. that. Hey, pal. Uh, Bradley, have you physically, have you recovered emotionally or physically from your unsolicited taint penetration you received while visiting Pensacola last week? Uh, no, honestly, it's been a lot of uh, cold and uh, very tiresome nights just staring mm-hmm. at the ceiling and um, wondering when my taint penetrator will come home from war. Um, it's one thing to feel like a bowling ball just because you're, you're a little bloated, but it's another thing to be held, actually held, held like, like a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the pre- I, president said to do it. He actually, <laughs> it, it was so emasculating. He actually grabbed me by my pussy and <laughs> put me over. How did his we head miss pussy? <laughs> with, <laughs> another question. That's uh, just chalk. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, with, uh, and I feel like you have to <laughs> use one of those oh, on that uh, word. On what pussy? No cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I haven't recovered. Uh, I've been dialing nine one one ever since two one one. 811. Uh, 411. Therapy. 811. Got to dig a hole. Yeah. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Local yeah. law enforcement. 811 because someone was trying to dig in my hole. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Horizpa. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Peter Horizpa. Horizepa. Uh, Horizepe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably Horizepa. It. Uh, I really am too. We don't do that. That was scary. I almost just ducked and covered. Uh, say, it, say it three times in front of a mirror. No, nope. the tables start floating. If you do that. <laughs> no, I started floating when that dude fucking groped me by my taint. Mm. Uh, I really, uh, Peter Horsepaw, we'll start again. Uh, I really just want to know where the outro race car, race car, here we go, race car is from. I find it hilarious for some reason. Uh, Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, that's a that's a Sean Foster joint, not to be confused with Sean Foster's joint, mm, which yes. we have seen or his taint. Which uh, boys, I haven't seen his taint, boys. Mm. We got uh, we got a big show to record next week. Um, we we are there's going to be a couple guests that are up in the we're, air, but we're going to uh, do like three shows next month. We are, yeah. Um, it's going to be a very long Power night for hour. all of us because uh, we're going to have four. to record a show for that night. We're going to record a Patreon show and a show for Christmas Day and uh, part of the Christmas Day spectacular. Uh, is going to be Daddy Sean Foster. Mm-hmm. I texted him earlier today, asked him to be on, and he said, yes, that would be lovely, my boy. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's about right. He's yeah. probably riding a motorcycle somewhere on the West Coast. Mm. Yeah. Is it Who's motorcycle? I think he's... The- <laughs> is she hot? <laughs> <laughs> I would assume not. Uh, I don't know.
don't, yeah, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> uh, one more before we uh, give our, our second guest a jingle. Uh, Liam Flynn says, do you consider Sheldon Creed's spin in oh Auto Club a save God. even though he kissed the wall with the rear bumper? I got tagged in that. <laughs> 15 fucking times this weekend. Why? What happened? Because it's almost it wasn't like you were... a save, but I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired <laughs> of fighting with these people on the internet. He literally backed it into the fence. It hit the fucking wall backwards. It was not a save. My fucking so to be clear. brothers in Christ, I am tired. I am tired. Charlie, it almost seems like the anti-save guys had enough. <laughs> I cannot Why? with these humans. I'm still getting comments on the fucking Michael McDowell one from over a month ago. <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, when he fucking oh, killed shit. himself in Atlanta? No, no. Uh, a couple shows ago, I had I addressed... It was the one you weren't at, Charlie. It was with Andy at my house. I had made uh, a not a save because Michael mm. McDowell spun out in the middle of the straightaway at Bristol on the dirt, and I'm still getting comments like, it was a save, bro. He saved the car from not getting damaged. No. He's literally doing 360s in the yeah. middle of the fucking racetrack. <laughs> if, you, if you spun out, you, in fact, did not save the vehicle. Oh, my aching I just Christ. don't get as torqued up about it as Bob does. I am tired. <laughs> don't get his Ashton Torxton bars up above. Did you do the Mason question? Whatever. Uh, no. Uh, Mason Dunn says, uh, how many victims will Carpenter Handyman have this weekend at the Dome? <clears throat> Over, under two and a half. Luckily, slow, slow speed at the Dome, so there probably won't be any horrific injuries, but he might be able to flip somebody over. <laughs> <laughs> or himself. Yeah, some some poor little uh, pillar I would, and fence. I would definitely set destroyed. the over under at two and a half. Yeah, it's pretty easy to ramp off those things. Is that a flow racing thing? Is that on flow? I the, think the so. I kind of want to watch it. I don't, I don't think it, I've so. ever actually like tuned in. To it's kind of wild because yeah. it's way too small of a racetrack. I did watch an onboard from last year. I think it was Ricky Thornton Jr.'s like mod there, and it's like racing around a cul-de-sac. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like so like fucking it, small. You set up shop here in the fucking basement and then put a late model in it. That's the racetrack. But, um, and it's wild because if you look at the floor layout, like they could certainly make it way bigger than it is and they're just like mm, no it's not that mm. so uh before we get too carried away actually let's just answer jordan powell's question real quick it might be a couple minutes late uh, he says y'all y'all gonna be down in nc next year if so i'd be definitely be down to show y'all a good bar to go to uh i can i can say that i believe i'll be down for uh the easter bunny and then i will definitely be down in november for a wedding so maybe yeah, Hickory is up in the air. Um, I kind of want to go to the World Finals. Surprise, Russell has a oh, sucker yeah. doing to go. I want to do that. If he pays the bill. That's all it takes. <laughs> you want to go to what? Uh, the World Finals at Charlotte again. The, the dirt race. Mm, never have I ever. I went in 2014. <clears throat> would be cool to go again. Uh, not 2014. I don't remember what year it was. It was a long time ago. Yeah, definitely uh, something that we talked about going to this past year. And then we we're going to go to Martinsville because the tour race was uh, in Martinsville again. But then for some reason, the tour race, I think it's a week before the Dumb. rest of the stuff is there. So Dumb. it's like, ah, it's no tens point. of people in the grandstands. No, no point in driving down there for that or whatever we're going to do. But uh, yeah, uh, should be a couple times and uh, we'll keep it posted. Um, so before we get into our next guest, uh, we do have a sponsor this week, a new sponsor, uh, probably a good one. Wee, for wee, uh, wee. New sponsor alert. Wee, wee, wee. There it is. I was going to try to see if I had any you buttons, should, you should, but I don't you should think, use that as a clip. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 50 minutes and 26 <laughs> seconds. Perfect. Uh, but no, our new sponsor is Itsy and Co. Uh, a mama-owned online baby and toddler clothing boutique. Keeping up with all the latest trends. They have trendy t-shirts, bamboo pajamas, unique trendy pieces, 
Uh, it's itsy and co underscore on Instagram. And uh, I know that we do have a lot of uh, newborns that have been popping out recently. I've been honestly been, I, I had to tell Amanda, I was like, we can't ever have a kid because every kid that's come out recently is gosh darn cute. Mm. And, you know, <clears throat> with, you know, ours is going to come out like probably looking like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say something else, but um, no. So uh, they uh, they they are uh, running a uh, free shipping on orders over fifty dollars as well. Itsy and Co Boutique dot How's that spelled? I T S Y. I T S Y and full and Co C O Boutique B O U T I Q U E dot com. I and do in fact have a baby. They so do have is, some that is helpful. They do have some gosh darn cute clothing. Mm. I mean, they got some trees on on a white little backdrop right there. They have a winter twenty twenty three collection. Just go, just go take take a look. Hems, uh, Hems might look even more handsome. He 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 will. He, that's he very like well. itsy like will. like the bitsy spider. Same guy without yeah. the B. Right. Well, it's the itsy bitsy spider. So it's first name itsy, went, last name bitsy. Went up the water spout. Mm. Down came the rain. <laughs> 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 what happens next? <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all keep going. Oh, fuck, you We're so done. dumb. Uh, uh, so yeah, I got I got our next guest dialed up here. I'll hit call in a second. So Dave Danzer, Dave, uh, the he just uh, drove from New York to uh, Las Vegas to win a super modified race. He won the Oswego Classic this year. Seems like a hell of a uh, hell of a guy. Those two things are us. not close to each other. No, so we're gonna we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna ask him all about it here. I think you're gonna ask him out. Yes. Mm. I don't do long distance, though. Tough. New York phone number. It's it's a, it's a bit of a poke out to us, we go. Come on, phone, do it. It's, it's, <laughs> Instagram handle, itsy and co underscore. Hello. Dave, what's going on, man? Nothing. What's going on? Uh, just doing a podcast. Um, you want to be on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever listened to us idiots before, but if you haven't, typically the way we uh, the way we start these interviews, I um, I, I told uh, our listeners and these boys, you just drove out to Las Vegas. You won a super modified race. You won the Oswego Classic this year. We'll get to all that, but how we typically open these interviews is uh, who the fuck is Dave Danzer and how do you end up holding steering wheels for fun? Mm. Well said. Oh, all right. Uh... Tell me to start answering now. Go for it, man. We're live. We just we just cold call. We're this is like a terrible production setup. All right, all right. Uh, just started. You know, when I was a kid, just just trying to you know trying to follow in my uncle's footsteps. And he drove for my father, and my father. Uh, then my father finally just said, "Screw it, try it, see what happens." And that's basically where we are now. So that started in go karts, or or I'm assuming you I didn't. Started just- in, uh, I started in open wheel mic rods. Oakwell Mike Rods when I was what, like nine or ten years old. What the First fuck is that? Yeah, so it's kind of like a ghetto ass quarter budget. Like that. Uh, and actually, they actually they still run them up as Syracuse. Now they basically just use quarter midgets. They just turn them over, and we just had an old school open wheel. To be honest, pile of crap is what we were at. I mean, I didn't know any better, and we actually. Ran pretty good with it. So, <laughs> did you did you even race go karts as a kid? If you didn't start in an absolute shit no. box, <laughs> no, no, so. no. So that so, uh, so you started Mike Rods and then and then you just went right to big block super modifieds, right? I went to uh, <laughs> you know, I turned sixteen. I hopped into a uh, what we call them. Well, now they're called uh, limited super modifieds. It's uh, right up my alley. Shit spreader class is the thing I call it. Spreader, I love it. 
That's that's, <laughs> a, that's what a lot of people always call them. These call them fist bars. They call them tractors because everybody hated them when they first came out because they didn't look like a super. So ran them for a couple of years, destroyed a couple cars. Then we got the bright idea once to move up to a super when I was 22. Then my first time in a super, the throttle stuck. Good. Destroyed that car. Then I went back to the shit spare class for like <laughs> a year. And then, then we built a new hot car, and I've been in a super ever since, 2011. So Nice, nice. So uh, a multi-time feature winner at the Oswego Speedway. Um, you won the Oswego Classic this year. Talk about that. That's obviously, that's the granddaddy of them all. That's the, that's the big one that, you know, all of us that race super modifieds want to win that one someday. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good weekend. We'll put it that way. Uh, everything usually usually that weekend usually just have some random shit go wrong, and you need like everything to go your way that weekend. Like we put a lot of effort into time trial and just the time trial really well because the cars right now, once you get in dirty air, you can't pass anybody. It's so hard, even if you're so much faster than somebody else, you get stuck behind them. You can't really do much. So put a lot of emphasis on time trial. And we put on the outside pole, and yeah, I just said. Yeah, at the start of the race, me and Barnsley kind of worked out a deal where he wasn't going to lead, so I was going to lead, and and I just got all front, and I just ran a pace that was slow enough to where I wasn't going to use my stuff up but fast enough for other people to use their stuff up to try to keep up with us, because I knew we were really, really good on fuel, and <laughs> I knew some people were going to be tight, because we had an extra fuel cell in our car this classic, so... Uh, and I'm a I'm a super modified diehard, obviously you know that. But our listeners, yeah. not all of them are, especially up here in Maine. The Oswego Classic, it's at Oswego, five eighths miles, a two hundred lap race where you're not pitting, no tires, no fuel. So how much fuel do you got to put on board to run that race? We had sixty one. Sixty one gallons of fuel. That's what we had on board. Um, yes. Yes. Methanol. Methanol. I'm so, surprised you don't need more for methanol. Usually, usually you got a fuel for was it two was it two twenty two hundred twenty laps is what we usually fuel for. So we could have went to, God, I, I think we ended up having almost 15 gallons of fuel left in the car at the end of the Classic. Do yellows count? Yellows do count. Sure. Okay. And uh, yep. having that extra fuel paid off because the 68 car did not. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was going to, every year they're really tight on fuel. So it sucks for him. He's a good friend of mine. And I I didn't know if he was going to make it or not. When he went around us, he passed me with about 30 to go. And I thought, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm hoping he's around fuel. He was, he was so much better than we were. I just made the car way too tight. And at the end of this race, he kind of needed to be a little free to help rotate. And we were just plowing tight. So we're protecting basically. And then with two laps to go, he, he ran out and freaking it cost him well, almost 20 grand. Is that, that really sucks. Is that two years in a row? We're talking about Michael Barnes on uh, the six yep. Is that two years yep. in a row he's run out of fuel yep. leading that race at the end? Yeah, it's two years in a row. Yeah. Last year uh, last year I think he just used fuel up. This year, uh they put like a weird vent on the car and it kinda like siphoned the tanks out for him because if you watch the tape, he he vented fuel for almost hundred and fifteen laps. I'm gonna say he probably lost probably eight or nine gallons like that. He was just spraying quite a bit. I mean He's definitely the car to beat. That definitely, I mean, I talk to him almost daily and still, it still pisses him off. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't blame it. So you, you, uh, you won in a regular race earlier in the year at Oswego, but then you ventured off here last weekend um, for our show and, and my two friends here that do the show with me. They're big, big late model guys, big guys that uh, they were really into the snowball derby. 
and I am not. So I purposely went out of my way tonight to get not only you, but Jake Trainer, who also went to Las Vegas last week and right. ran, ran in that open wheel showdown. You drove, well, first off, how many miles did you have to drive to get there? And then talk about your weekend. Obviously, you came home with uh, with a cool-ass trophy and a, been a big win out in Vegas. It was, uh, was uh, 2,500 miles there. Uh, it was long. I'll put it that way. The ride sucks. You ran into snow just as soon as he got to Ohio. So we said, screw it. We'll head south. So we went down towards like Texas, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, then come up that way to try to stay out of the snow. But, uh, yeah, we went out there. I didn't, I didn't really know how competitive we were going to be. Cause you always hear about how fast the West coast guys are because of their four tens. They're super lightweight. You just, I heard a bunch of crap saying, yeah, you know, you guys are just going out there. Just, you know, to waste a lot of money, not run good. And it's, you know, you don't stand a chance against them, and we unloaded good. That was that. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the biggest thing is when that thing fired up, we were ready to roll, and every time we hit the track, we got a little better, and we just kept having power steering issues, problems all weekend long. No matter what we do, once anytime the motor cranked up, really rubbed up, the power steering pump would lock at the end of the straightaway. So it wasn't a great feeling. It did it in time trials, and then we talked to somebody to change something. So we did, and then for the race, it was right on. So that was the first time that all weekend long we didn't have any power steering issues was in the race. So that what, place was just. So what you're saying is, with your big block super modified, you don't want to have problems at the end of the straightaway. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When your power steering pump locks up and you turn it left and it stays in that position till you go hip throttle again, it's it's not a very it's not a very fun feeling. So, uh, uh. So we worked on that, and it it came around towards the feature. I mean, it was it was really good, and the places. I can't believe how much better their tracks are and how better their tires are out west. I think the one thing they have going for them that we don't hear in the northeast east is a thing called frost. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, their their track was smooth as glass, and they laid off. They were very heavy on the traction compound. They brought in the traction compound from uh, the drag strip, and that place was like glue. Mm. super glued up i mean it was it was, it was extremely fun to i mean to ride on that thing <laughs> not your, tires. is that your first ever super modified uh win with a wing on yeah yeah actually yeah it is well freaking my father told me at the beginning of the year like geez if we get the classic out of the way and we wore the wing we might pack it in <laughs> so two out of the last three we knocked out it's like geez i don't know what else i want to do now so i might hang it up <laughs> What you sh- what you should do is come to Maine and race big block super modifieds in Maine with us because we only have ten of us. Oh. Well, I think I'm the only one that's got an actual uh, Butch Valley top wing that I could do it. So, well, there's a ten grand win to win show on Wednesday, July third. So if you ever feel like coming to Maine to race, uh, that that'd be the one I'd come to. I'll jog that down. Sounds seems like <laughs> you're the you're the big money winner now. Um, I I. Well, shit, I don't well, freaking only gained five grand in Vegas in time freaking for all the diesel and everything else. I think I ended up making like 300 bucks. Yeah, the fact that you yeah. even made any sort of money is, yeah. is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that bad. But, but I think I started something for next year. I'll put it that way. A, lot, did, of people, it, it seemed, a lot of people want to go out there now. Yeah, it did seem like the whole entire super modified world uh, here in the Northeast had eyes on you that weekend. It was cool. Uh, you got home last weekend and. Or uh, you got home and, and last weekend you guys had a like a celebration party at the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hofer reached out to me saying, "Hey, we're gonna throw a little shindig for you down here at the bowling alley." And I thought, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I go down there. Maybe I see like five people that I know. 
But but actually, it was a really good turnout. A lot of the guys are, I mean, some of the 350 guys were down there talking about going out there next year, but possibly putting a motor together, going out there. And it's it's actually really cool to have, you know, to be the first person to ever go out there and win at Vegas, especially from the East. And now you got more people wanting to go. Like, I heard Otto's going next year. I heard that's a guarantee. So, <laughs> I'm sure cool. I'm sure he won't be fast or competitive at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably bring two cars, and you never know which one you're going to get. Yeah. So, uh, so you had obviously ended the year on a good note. You won two big races. What's uh, what's next year uh, looking like for Dave Danzer? I know you joked about retirement, but I doubt that. Ah, uh, as of right now, we're going to get it ready first. We go. That's that's what our main focus is on. I got to change the towing around some. Try to make some other people a little bit more competitive, so I don't have to change your cars all around. So. Mm-hmm make some changes there i still want to roll up the wings as much as we can we got a newer motor coming we got a bigger isma motor coming so we'll be able to run with the wing a little bit more i really want to i really want to go run high miler that's for certain and i heard that isma might be going back to lee next year heard that's in the rumble so i'd like to go back out there we ran really well there once then i also destroyed a car there once but that's a real fun play it's funny you mentioned that. I couldn't exactly remember, but I, I thought I remembered you did get uh, in a pretty bad crash at least one of the years I was there. Oh, yeah. I left the track, and I came back on the track. I had a telephone pole in turn one. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yep, yep. yep. I ended up in a hospital. That was a good one. But, uh, yeah, just just run as much as I can. So that's like that's like the main thing is run as much as we can for uh, just as long as we don't really destroy anything, I think we'll be in a lot of races next year. Back on a, a positive note, I, I was doing some digging before the uh, the show. Uh, nothing about hitting telephone poles in my in my question, but uh, I, I was actually digging on Facebook and saw a picture of you and Mark Martin uh, chatting after your win in, in Vegas. Uh, what was that like? And had you uh, met Mark before? And how's that conversation go? Oh, those uh, those really cool. So we're sitting in the trailer early Saturday morning in this maroon bus comes through with a brand spanking new maroon Cadillac Escalade following him. There's not a speck of dirt on that thing. Things flawless. So at the end of the race, here comes Mark. Mark comes down and shakes my hand. He goes, I got to come down and look at your tires. He goes, I heard the compound you were running and people are up there saying there's no way it's going to last. You're going to blister it. You're going to blister it. So he starts touching all four corner or all four tires and he just couldn't believe how good they are. And then we start talking about how my truck had an issue on the way out there. So we took it to the dealer and how I got it back. It was dirtier then. He goes, so, so basically he cleans all of his own, you know, he cleans his boss, cleans his car, does it all himself. Told me what product he uses. So we just shot the shit for like 20 minutes while everybody just sat there and looked at us the entire time. <laughs> but yeah, he was cool as can be. Bentley freaking was cool. Bentley to do, uh, he introduced us and, uh, Talks about the classic and about how he, you know, he's he ran out here back in '86 in an ASA car. But yeah, he was down to earth. He was cool as hell. I tried getting him to drive the car back into the pits, but they said they freaking they needed him for driver intros. So, uh, but yeah, he was she was a real cool dude. Could, put that way. Could he reach the pedals in your car? I think you're quite a bit taller than he is. No, no, no. There's no, <laughs> there's no way. He's I'm a, he's probably five six, five seven. I'm I'm six one. But, but he's a real cool individual. I thought he was going to be, you know, really high horse, you know, really on, uh, like, you know, kind of like snobbish. But no, he was absolutely not. He was 
extremely cool. And my father, speaking, my father's a diehard Ford guy. So my father was showing him all of his Ford Shelby Mustang stuff to my dad's car because my dad's got a Shelby GT500. So he's talking to Mark about that. And yeah, he was he was just really cool. He was really cool for Super Modifieds. I mean, he said he loved them, and he he said it was an awesome race to see. He just he just couldn't believe my tires lasted. He th- he said they were going to shred. That's what they all were saying up in the tower, and they made it. And they look really good. I'm looking at them right now, actually. You said he was a fan of supers. That's one of my things I've said on the show a couple of times. I've been fortunate enough to meet some some cup drivers and guys that are prominent in the sport, and and a little bit selfish. Uh, pat myself on the back, or uh, I don't know what the right word is, but anytime you mention to someone that races professionally that you race big block super modifieds, they always, their eyes light up. And we had one of our friends who might race, uh, in the NASCAR, uh, I keep wanting to say Winston cup series, ask me how big my balls were. Um, and if I needed a wheelbarrow <laughs> for them. So I'm sure you probably felt the same. Oh yeah. I mean, some of these people say like, you know, they're looking at the car. Like I had, uh, on, uh, uh on Saturday morning, like you said, national champion, like Justin Grant and, and the Swansons were there. They're both in the car. And these are, these are full-blown USAC racers that are sitting in the freaking race car like, what in the hell is this thing? <laughs> like, I handed Justin Grant the steering wheel. I go, it's a little smaller than yours, and he's in there, and it's like, he goes, what in the... These guys are just mind-blown by the cars, and they're just they're just different. You just don't see anything like this, usually, especially with the motor hanging off to the left. Like, my car's pretty... I mean, you take my car and put it next to something that's really old, like the Supers that they got out there, and it's it doesn't even look the same. Like I had people all weekend long trying to find out where the shocks were in the back end of the race car. People are laying down, looking down the ground, like where the hell are they? And I go all on board and the guy's like, I thought that was the biggest torsion bar I've ever seen, but then you got no shock. Like, nope. It's a transfer bar in the back. There it is. And so we took, so we got sick of talking to people about it. So we ended up just taking the body off some of the parts and or, uh, some of the body off the car and just letting them freaking freaking look at it. So here you go. You want to look at it, take picture. Here you go. We don't care. Yeah. Some of those guys with those West coast cars with four outboard coilovers are cars that we were racing here in the nineties. Oh yeah. It's and their, and their mentality is legit. Just add more wings. <laughs> add another wing. They got a wing on top of a wing. Like Hamilton had two front wings on that thing that are like almost three foot high. I go, what in the fuck? I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's just our cars are just so just seem to be so much more well balanced, especially in clean air. And Davies, uh, Davies nose wings did not hold up to him driving into the wall wide open. Nope, 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 nope. And the best is the write-ups saying that he pulled away. I'm like, yeah, you know, you got to lift for the freaking corner. And yeah, his his throttle was hung, so of course he was driving away. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but you know, we put some pressure on him during that part where he drove into that lap car and he tore his airbox off of it and he was overdriving it pretty bad you can see his rear brakes because they run them they got the two rear brake calipers on the long part of the axle that just hang out there over to the right so you can see it and i could see they were cherry they were glowing like crazy i'm like this guy is gonna i'm like he's got 20 laps to go and those things are already glowing I'm like he's gonna be in trouble and two laps later he wadded it up pretty good so we do have some Patreon questions. Uh, speaking of wings, Caleb Ouellette says, question for Dan Weeks. Uh, excuse my ignorance for flappy bird things, but why do you guys run just a tail wing versus a roof wing? So a little bit of backstory to that, Dave. Um, one of my ex-girlfriends years ago who knew absolutely nothing about race cars uh, 
coined the term flappy birds because we had the big wings on them that move. So uh, everybody here uh, calls super modifieds flappy birds, and they all get so fucking confused when they see an Oswego rule package super. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, to word it rightly, we call it the abortion wing in the back. <laughs> we, don't, we don't like it. I, I think supers used to look with the lower tail section, they used to look really good looking. Now with this thing on the back of it, I think it kind of looks pretty horrible. But uh, it's just that's just what we're forced to run right now. I was hoping it was gonna like I hope they were gonna change back, at least lower it. But no, nope, we're still gonna keep it up at that height, and you're just gonna take some angle away from it this year, I guess. So which which package do you like better, racing with a top wing or with a tail wing? Uh, I I kind of like running with the top wing. It just it just seems like you're glued down a little bit more. You can use more of that engine, especially when you turn a big block eight thousand RPMs. is definitely a sight that you want to be near. It's a riot. You can hear everything inside that engine about right. It sounds like it's about ready to explode, especially at Vegas. We really cranked that thing up. And that thing you could hear every freaking valve rattling in that thing. But I I prefer. I prefer roll the wing, but I also like to run the swiggle wing because it seems like you're a little bit faster down the straightaway, and it kind of puts it more into the driver's hands a little bit. Like back, I'm going to say probably about six, seven years ago, when you had the old tail section on, you can really manhandle these things. Like, it was fun. So what you're saying is running the 350 with a top wing at Oswego was really the most fun and most challenging. Oh, that was a riot. That was, that was crazy. First time I've driv- driven one of them things this past year, freaking... I was kind of just lifting the thing would take off and it was kind of all over the place. I mean, those guys are to being on a 10 inch tire going around that place at like trace 17. Oh, you're freaking flat out moving. That's nuts. The, I I, the irony in the fact that you've been racing big block supers for 12 seasons and you got the, uh, lighthouse lanes up and comer award in the three fifties that night. That is true. Cause you were technically a rookie. <laughs> I was that I'm telling you, those guys were nuts that night. What was it? Spalding went flying down the back stretch. Nick Kenny went over freaking battle. It was, there was cars flying in the air. I'm like, what the hell did I get myself signed up for? <laughs> 350 they, Super that Racing. <laughs> that was nuts. I'm like, these guys are going to freaking kill each other. I'm like, this full blown super modified demo derby. Oh, it's and brutal. Freaking, then I ended up finishing third in that thing. I'm like, yeah, be kidding me. And I got the up and come reward, which I never even accepted yet. I haven't picked up my pizza at the bowling alley yet. It is amazing how us 350 guys especially here in new england at star are so easily willing to throw our well-being out the window and just drive into the side of each other like we race street stocks oh absolutely i told them i i said i've never seen people like in like in our big cars we never ever i've never used my bumper on anybody except for barnes i spent barnesy out once and his niece threatened to come over and kick my ass <laughs> but I've never used button. I just watch these guys just drive into each other full bore. I'm like, what in the? I'm like, this isn't. This is not for me. I remember I got crawled out of that car. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> this is just. I don't think I could do this again. And people are like, oh, hell of a run. I'm like, I'm like I survived. Can't believe it. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, we do, have, we do have one more Patreon question. Uh, Andy Sippy Byron says, uh, for Danzer, did the safety crew in Vegas make any attempt to, quote, steal your winning hardware? No, no, they did not. But Eddie Max and the other night at the racetrack tried stealing it. I told him he could take it. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a pretty cool. Was, it was a pretty cool trophy. Uh, describe tro- describe the trophy. The trophy's big. It's got a roulette wheel in the center of it with some felt. It's got a uh, Max Pappas gold wheel on it, which is really cool. And it's got a big background on it. We we're kind of trying to figure out how we were going to get it home. We ended up moving the car ahead a little bit, and we propped it up in the back corner because we couldn't get it in the truck. So we kind of shoved it in the back corner of the trailer, and hopefully it made a home by them. But, but yeah, that ride home kind of sucked on the way home. It was good enough to where, you know, I was sleeping in bed, and I got a message from my father saying, hey, uh, there's a trailer tire missing. Good. <laughs> but, so there's... So there's a trailer tire missing somewhere on the New York State Thruway. <laughs> well, at least you're almost home. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good enough. Uh, for, you know, just helping out the environment. That rubber will, will be recycled, I hope. Yeah, Andy, uh, Andy did say that, uh, just for people that don't know, that that's a tradition for the Oswego safety crew. And, yes, and yes, we did steal Zanzers and crew, crew what the fuck and and parade around the pit area i don't know he yeah there was a mis- yes. misspelling in there but yes andy signed the bottom of my classic trophy <clears throat> that's one oh. of my favorite things about the oswego classic every time i go there and race uh i suck and i run like 12th in the 350 race so i have no reason to celebrate but it is fun when uh they open up the infield pits and everybody just parties all night and half the people don't oh, even load up their race cars so how uh, how late did you stay up partying in the pits at oswego that night shit we we're probably the last car loaded but then we went i had my camper there so i don't even i don't remember loading the car up but, <laughs> but i really to be honest i really wasn't that drunk one of those ones it was just hot so freaking me like i didn't feel great but we were up till about 2 3 a.m then i was up at 7 30 a.m cleaning the camper out people were stopping by some guy came by and was freaking going nuts because he won me in the calcutta <laughs> i think i ended up winning him 6500 bucks Damn. So, well, probably Vegas. Shit, Vegas, we freaking didn't really even drink. We went to the casino afterwards, and a buddy of mine won two grand. We were out till 4.30 a.m. time we got back. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I've Not drink as much as I used to. (laughs) Age is catching up with us. I was going to say that. I know. That makes one of us us four. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I've heard nothing but uh, great things from the uh, the party scene at the Oswego Speedway. Never been there. Uh, Have to make it there one one day. We do have a lot of uh, friends that are out of the dirt world up in that uh, general area that says that uh, it's an absolute must for uh, us booze bags. Mm. Oh, oh, it's a riot. It's a riot. Especially the stage. I think the stage collapsed this year. I'm pretty (laughs) sure. I'm pretty sure it collapsed and then... I don't know. They had a DJ on top of it, and people were partying on it, and it kind of caved in. And I don't know what the hell happened. The, the Snapchats I was getting from uh, from the Battle Brothers with with them oh, like shirtless on the stage. I'm not surprised. Dude, when I'm, I'm telling you, those those battles have got good livers, man. Those boys can drink already. I give them a lot of credit. Yeah, me and Ryan collapsed the table at the Star Classic, so it makes sense. Oh, I, <laughs> I believe it. They're right. They're right. Jeff, shit, Jeff's been freaking. He's been drinking for a while. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how old he is, but he's been drinking for at least ever since he started showing up at Oswego. Yep, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been, been a part of a few of those. Uh, uh, we thought we lost him one night. We thought he went missing, and we were going to start putting his uh, face on milk cartons at the local stores <laughs> in Oswego. Oh, they'll find him. Right. He's got a face, they'll find him. Yeah, well, shit, man. Uh, appreciate you taking the time talking to us. I know. Uh, Thanks for having me on, folks. It's definitely not, it. definitely not super modified country where I'm from, but uh, I'm a fan of yours and I'm a fan of the sport as a whole. So it's good to have you on, and hopefully we gained you some some more fans up here in Maine and uh, 
Maybe you'll come come to Oxford on a Wednesday in the middle of nowhere to race for ten grand. I, I'd wear a yeah, dancer t shirt. Absolutely, I'd love to do it. So, and then, well, uh, I had a couple comments about how you know I I got traveled to like ten hours now because I traveled almost three days to go race. So ten hours ain't bad. So we could do that. So. Yeah, as uh, two people that don't know many uh, super modified drivers, I can tell you that you got two new fans at this table right now. So awesome, awesome, thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Well, cool, man. So, good to hear from you. Have a good off season. I'm sure I'll run into perfect. you this thanks. summer. Thanks, guys. You too. Have yeah. a good night. See ya. Yep. Yeah. Seems like a dude. Yeah, he's wicked cool shit. That was shit those were two for for two guys that I had no idea about. Those are yeah. two who fucking pretty good interviews. I knew the names. If, well, yeah, I knew I, the names, and that was about it. Knew but. the names too, but uh, definitely uh, Thank you, you could tell <laughs> that they've won shit before because they're very good at talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely been interviewed a time or two. And I wasn't couple, sure couple if I was going to bring up the Lee crash, but he got he got pretty banged up in that Lee crash. That was a pretty gnarly one. I remember that one. I wasn't racing that night, but I was there. That is a place that uh, tends to eat race cars. That's for sure. Yeah, you got to slow down for the corners. I don't care where you go. You got to slow down for the corner. What do you mean? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, it's. I don't. I. I think I actually might have a, a grinds my gears. But uh, well, I, I was gonna say one thing too, and I think that we would probably be remiss if we didn't at least bring it up. Uh, Dale Gagne, uh, fellow that used to. Well, he did race at uh, Bartlett Bridge, uh, which is a go kart track that we're all a part of on Friday nights throughout the summer. Seems as though he unfortunately passed away this past week. So uh, yeah, he wrote on Facebook on Thursday that uh, he was he was kind of joking. He was uh, you know typical me, you know nature. I I like to fail tests. I failed my stress test, and I'm gonna have heart surgery tomorrow. And that was it. Yeah, <clears throat> never made uh, it out. And it, it this one hits me a little bit harder. Um, Dale, you know Dale was most of the time people like us at the go-kart track and I'm never in a position where I'm always the bad guy and um, always got along good with Dale. Dale would come over and talk race cars. He'd come over at star and and last year on opening day, I mean, I mean, opening day, but at some point of the season, um, put him to the back, you know, for spinning a guy out and he didn't agree. And I'm just bummed that like, I never really got to talk to him after that. You know, it's, um, me and Rusty made the call and I still stand by the call. That's not, you know, here or there, but I'm still, I don't know, self-loathing, I guess, that I never really got a chance to reconcile and fix the situation because, like I said, he used to come over every week and chat and then never did after that. So yeah. um, thoughts go out to his family. Former and, champion, uh, Bartlett Bridge Raceway. Multi, yeah, he raced, multi, it, he raced Petrich Thursday Thunder. I think he yeah. had a truck and a beetle bug, was yeah. a Thursday Thunder guy. Um, with the, In the Worcester camp, Wade Worcester, and I think Noah Jalbert drives that go-kart now. But So thoughts are with those guys, and rest in peace, Dale. Yeah. So what'd you have there, Bradley? I uh, do. I have a grinds my gears. We can save that for the end. Um, did want to mention, uh, we're going to be talking about it a lot more coming up. Uh, the whited Peterbilt off season invocation at Eric's church in Wyndham Thursday, February 8th at six 30. It's an 18 plus event. Uh, so come on out to Eric's church um, on that Thursday. We're going to been trying to figure this out. We'll, we'll obviously brainstorm a little bit more off uh, mics, but uh, I think we'll probably get at least a hotel room uh, for people that don't want to drive. People that do come from far away uh, might have to bring your own air mattress, but we'll pile as many motherfuckers into one room as we need to. Um, we'll put it on someone else's credit card so that when someone goes through a wall, it's not our responsibility. But um yeah, no, uh, the, the White of Peterbilt off-season invocation uh, at Eric's Church, powered by BTX Global Logistics, Devin Curate Trucking, and Patman's Redemption Center. Uh, Going to be seeing a lot more posts about that coming in the next few weeks. And uh, any Patreon pals 
that uh, are interested in attending, um, we will be putting, we do have a lot of Patreon pals. Um, and I know that there's a lot of them that don't live in this general area and probably won't be able to come on a Thursday night to win the main. So um, we'll make a post in probably the next couple weeks and um, just just roll call. You know, if you're, if you're a pal and you plan on attending, you are going to be on a VIP list because this event might will probably sell out. Um, I've already had three or four people message to be on the list, but uh, Patreon pals get the VIP treatment from both us and Open Trailer Podcast. Uh, Open Trailer Andy Austin is going to be there doing some Open Trailer trivia as well. Um, so both VIP lists will be priority. Um, so we're going to make a list just to get some roll call. If you are interested and you are a Patreon pal, just say that you're going to come. Just say C-U-M or yeah. just come in. <clears throat> C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Yes. Just, just we're gonna make a post. Be like, hey, who's gonna come on Thursday night? You will be. Who's on Thursday night? Mm. That's a good point. <laughs> well, shot? Uh, probably not. Oh. Tough. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to picture a Thursday. Sounds definitely like a stripper's name. Yeah. Now taking the stage. Thursday. Thursday night up on the stage at Sammy's in Pensacola. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That that's the the floor is sticky there. Now owned yeah. by Jake Finch. Well, <laughs> no, nah, he wanted the, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> allegedly. A nicer one. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. Um Yeah, so that was oh, so that sorry, that was uh, part of the uh, housekeeping that I had. Also, we'll be uh running a little social media campaign over the next couple of weeks. Uh, oh, I got to do the year of the show of the year, sorry, not the year mm. of the show. Uh, could be the year of the show. Um, I haven't checked my Chinese calendar or whatever, but um, we'll uh, we'll be doing the top ten shows, and uh, going to be a poll, and we're going to rank them, and we're going to do some fucking other shit. So, um, yeah, looking for someone to present that. It's going to be posts shared all around social media, and uh, obviously, people share them when they are the guests. Usually, uh, mm. they want to, you know, it's good bragging rights, um, and you can only be, you know, you could. I don't know what the bragging rights get you, but you get a shirt, you get a T-shirt. T-shirts and a bragging right. So Mike, Mike Christopher Jr. got a shirt, maybe, uh, and he won bragging rights for last year. Um, but it is a very contentious award that uh, people do. Highly on. sought after. Hi- yes. Highly sought after uh, to go along with the weapon of the year, which has only been given out once uh, for legal reasons. <laughs> uh, P.S. Don't sue us. And uh, so, yeah, but uh, looking for someone to present that. Going to be on all the graphics. And uh, we'll probably start shooting some messages in the next couple of days because i uh, got to get a head start on that. I can tell you that the number one show of the year might also be the first show of the year, which is uh, Mike's cutout with Scott Tapley. So that was uh, a good one. That was a very good one. Yeah, that seemed like it was three years ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It it actually does. I was thinking about that. Uh, also thinking that we might have to start incorporating the like shows from mid December on, or maybe even just all of December on, because it doesn't give people the adequate amount of time to listen to them. Because a lot of people listen occasionally, or they'll be maybe like, we oh, do like half years, or I'm something. like a month. Uh, like behind or something. Yeah. So there, there's probably, there's a lot of shows the end of last year that are probably up there and that would be in the top five. They never even got a chance because we had them on in December. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure we interviewed uh, Freddie and Timmy, which are two absolute gems. That which, was a uh, treat. I actually, for the, some, I, when I run out of things to listen to, I like to go back and listen to just, just what were we doing like a year ago? And I re-listened to that show the other day and what a trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that show still delivers. <laughs> I was going to say the, I forgot how much shit happened at the, Iceland 300 last year and at the Turkey Derby last year. <laughs> the, the fact that we already have Sean uh, in for the Christmas episode, I think that we have to get Timmy and or Freddie both in because those might be three of the funniest guests that we've ever had on the show. Um, I mean, Freddie maybe with Timmy would uh, would make it a little bit better. Um, might be a dual call action thing. 
I'm not sure how that works, but uh, a five some. Yeah, we'll have a five some with those mm. guys. Definitely got Daddy on, so that's going to be good. And uh, we'll have a whole lot more content coming next week. Going to be a marathon of a night. Uh, probably not a show. We'll break them up into three. And <coughs> we may even see a return of the Red Flag podcast. Mm. We may. If you, that's probably that might be a Patreon only thing. So yeah. if you was uh, that? no, that was on the show. No, it? but I'm thinking maybe next week we do oh, that on oh. Patreon. If yeah, you, I like uh, that. Mm. Get the other, th- get yeah. the three ladies the, down the, here. The newest rendition of the red flag. Try to have yeah. something where we can get all six of us involved, where we have to like sit in the same chair and mm. share a there's mic. A, there's but... only one different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, <laughs> the two original members of the Red Flag podcast, oh, yeah. and Shelby still exists. Nice. Shelby still <laughs> exists. Uh, I got a new one. Yeah, yeah. we uh, might as well just just put yours in front of the one mic, and then one of all of us just share one, and then we just don't. We just mute. Yeah, it mine's gonna. Mine is probably gonna need her own mic. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right. Well, we have four mics we, for eight people. So, so, so talking about our weekends real quick, Bobby and I go to the uh, Neil and Christmas party, the annual event. I have. I uh, forgot what day that was. It was Friday that, night. I, I see that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go. Or we're going to show up, whatever. And then I see the pictures of us. I, like, I guess we're not going. Yeah, the fir- completely the forgot first what thing, day it was. The first thing that I was asked was if you were going. I said, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, so we're sitting there. And uh, keep in mind, I am, I'm going off the sauce for a month. Mm. So being sober at that event. Um, no sauce, B sauce? Yeah, no sauce, B sauce. For uh, We're going fourth to fourth. B, no sauce. Yeah. Mm. Be no sauce. Yes, no that's exactly. Oh, maybe I should just change my fucking. <laughs> I'll just change my whole handle to that. But uh, be no sauce nine six. I am a little worried though. So right, we, we go to this this party, and the first thing Neilan says is, "Are you gonna get fucked up tonight?" And I was just like, "No." And he's like, "What do you Dr- mean drinking a power?" I was literally man. drinking a fucking body armor sport water, uh, and uh, then I started putting little like, buys into solo cups so people stopped asking or wondering what was going on. Um, and uh, yeah, I was telling everybody Brad was pregnant. My mm. well. That might also be half the reason why I'm not drinking. Really, the only reason why I'm not drinking That's is trying to ball is. lose a little bit more. It is what? A baby. Uh, well, <laughs> it's been incubating for a very long time. So that it's, thing is. It's growing like a caterpillar turning <laughs> into a butterfly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was at one point, but it is now deceased and it is in the scrotum. Mm. Um, but uh, no, so I I had to unfortunately sit there and watch Bobby do many shotguns with um, prominent race car figures. Um, I shotgunned a beer with Cassius Clark. That That's was sick. rad. He shotgunned like seven in, in a row. Four minutes in span, a row. Like literally would finish one and be like, someone go grab me one. He's I'm a just gangster. Like, Jesus I am Christ. such a big Cassius Clark fan, <laughs> yeah. even if he did want to fucking tear my face off after a race at Beatridge one night. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, but it was, uh, I, well, I just can't wait till next year. I will say, I, I do think the whole premise of not drinking is, you know, the Friday, good. If, you, if, you have a, if you have a, if you have a problem, good for you. I don't think that I do because I haven't really felt the need to have a beer except for when I was around everybody with a beer. And that would have just been neat because I have social anxiety and it helps. Um, but I will say I'm a little nervous because the first day back on the sauce is the trip to Allentown uh-huh. in which I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure there's nothing to do in Allentown. And, uh, we plan on staying with Jake and, you know, Charlie just did that and said that he was offered a, what did he call it? One of the banquet fucking, what did he, he had a specific name for it? The core's banquet. Oh, uh, the yellow bellies. Yeah, the yellow bellies. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I think Champagne of beer. Yeah. No, think, that's Miller Highlight. I think sorry. might be a well, slur. So yellow belly is a slur. It's not a slur, but oh. it's like it's like calling somebody a coward. Oh. Um, uh, he's like Jake most notable for uh, saying slurs on this show. Right? <laughs> that is correct. Jake most notable for the funniest fucking conversation I've ever had in my life. <laughs> 
in the back of Ben Basowski's truck on the way home from Hickory. I, we we laughed for like six hours. Yeah. Oh like, my god. That was like an abdominal workout that you were. Were you in the truck when he got out of the truck on the George Washington Bridge? Yeah, to get his, to hat? Get his hat. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting three wide in the that middle. He got out of the moving vehicle on the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> To get right his, after to fair, looking things, up, things are not moving too fast on that thing. Usually, that time it was not. Right <laughs> after looking up uh, the definition of what a <laughs> is, and mm. he said that numerous times on the podcast. Very and, big uh, slur. Yeah, yeah. He had no idea, and he's Just like ripping them off. Like, guy, I've been calling people that my whole life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> not so, a good word. Yeah, Jake Rogers likes to use the N word. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that one's close, with but a it's C. not that. Yeah, no, it, it's well, a. Well, I don't think it's really close at all because I had no, I never. Heard no, it. the mm-hmm. N word is like that's the that's the NHL of slurs. What Jake was using was like the ECHL, the SPHL. Of slurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well said. Um, but no, so a little nervous. The last time that I did not drink for any extended period of time, I went three weeks in a uh, March of sorts, um, and then I uh, blacked out for the first time in my life and ran down the highway. So. Um, little didn't you know, pay the toll may, no. no i did not pay the toll oh um, i'm gonna get you um <laughs> i keep getting bills from them they but took a I picture of his from my car they can't figure <laughs> yeah. out who it was <laughs> yeah well i put on some pounds so uh, hopefully they lost me mm. you know i lost some hair um i have I really, since got new slippers i really hope there was a toll booth attendant it's <laughs> like <the> fuck <laughs> Brad's running down the street. Uh, the yeah. fact that that even made sense. I don't it, think it did. I don't it it yeah, really. It, 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 it and you didn't. didn't sober up. No, I literally it, which came is through to a wild. tractor trailer truck going <laughs> right past me. And to the point where I was just like, oh my God, I'm on the highway. And I, <laughs> I, and I turned around and I looked and there was not even an exit remotely close to where I was behind me. And I was like, oh my God, I am deep down the highway. The, well, yeah, for, for reference, the exit in which uh, the the establishment that you were running from is exit 48. Yeah. Uh, Scarborough is exit 42. Yeah, those are based off of mileages. Yeah, we so. looked it up. It was like a brisk, uh, like get off seven. At the mall. It, it was a, still a. That's a good poke. Still, yeah, from, it was the mall three running. miles and then another three down the spur. Right. <laughs> it was it was a brisk like six point seven miles. For context and, here, yeah. we all got to the establishment that you need identification to get in, in which Bradley did not bring any. He well, Jeremy brought his fishing license. <laughs> so he did do that. Jeremy just went to my truck and just slept. <laughs> he like did, uh, he, he went to truck. So we enjoyed the establishment and then we drove home and got home at the same time Brad did. Yeah. Hours um, later. <laughs> so so there there was two there was two there was two things that um really just played a detriment in all of this. And one you was wore slippers, Brad. Well, yeah. Uh, that wasn't any part of that was not, well. That's that was, probably a contributing factor to the shin splints. It was oh my god! I still have <laughs> shin splints from that trip two years ago. Um, but so we had a party down here and we were playing beer pong. But we were sponsored allegedly in quotes by Truly at the time. So we were like, oh, we'll no just free ads. we'll just put yeah. Every ad was free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that's how that works. Yeah, we're like, we'll just put Truly in the actual cups, right? And so. We were playing and everyone was like, oh, you shouldn't really drink those because, you know, people are dipping their fingers in. I'm like, ah, who cares? And so <laughs> in there like swimwear, yeah. Gary. So we played like three games and I drank literally every single cup from the three games. And then 
the next thing I knew I was on the highway mm-hmm. literally. And then everyone's like, it was literally your idea to go to the strip club. And I was like, fantastic. <laughs> and I didn't bring my ID, which apparently I got pissed at the bouncer a and requirement. then pissed at everyone else and then smashed my phones in such, Somehow, I have no idea how you even do it, but my phone was legitimately an iPhone broken in half. <laughs> flip phone. Yeah, yeah. Flip the best phone, part iPhone. was he got denied. Meanwhile, I'm not going to name names, but a 16 year old walked right by him into the into the establishment. Uh, different year, same establishment. Oh, you, was it a different? Still year? using that idea here. Yeah. Mm, good for him. <laughs> uh, which was also an ID that was used by its actual owner to get in, and then he just turned around and handed it to him. Was that not the same night? No, oh that, that was God. the next year. We have done yeah. Some the shit. first the first year was really the the the, the bad one, mm. if you will, for me uh, at least. Actually, yeah, you know, just in general, yeah, it was the bad one. Um, and yeah, so the, the thing that made it a lot worse is that I finally so right blackout just to obviously tell the story again. Uh, come home, come through, I guess. Come back to rel- came through on the highway and then I was just, I kept running down the highway, which is not anywhere close to anything. And I also don't run unless something's chasing me. Like if I go to the, the local fitness center right now by 0.2 miles on the treadmill, I will be in absolute shambles. So <laughs> 6.7 miles from the strip club off through the uh, toll booth onto the highway, um, another five miles until you see a uh, Duluth Trading Company store. And then you're like, oh, it probably makes more sense instead of just going all the way down this highway. To cut across the 30-foot valley that's in between the, the highway and the past road. Past the state police office where there's saying, literally there cops state police always barracks? sitting there. Uh, I, which is honestly probably... What the, are they going to really, arrest you for? It's not like you were driving. <laughs> that, that's, I believe, public intoxication is what that is. <laughs> no. And it's also... Like, <laughs> sir, I it's paid also, the toll. I paid taxes. It's also very illegal to run down the highway. <laughs> illegal. Is a sick That's like bird. the second rule. I'm illegal, sure. illegal is a sick bird. Mm. So in in my my very, very little brain activity, I did take the left like before that I they would even be able to see me from the state police station. Came, you know, down and up over this big ass hill through a Duluth Trading Company and then it proceeded to run all the way down to the main mall, past the main mall, came through again looking up at a JC's penny sign, and I was like I'm almost home. <laughs> Went back onto a different highway. The spur. Um, the spur. Is it legal to, to run down the spur? I don't know. It. I, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> not it's a toll road. Legal. Um. Because who, who said? Um. And so <laughs> I took the right exit, and then I was. You should have just. You were at Penny's at the mall. Yeah. What. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's one way to do it, for that, sure. That's that's for no, sure. That, yeah, like, that, that, that's the... That is, as, as the crow, crow flies. flies yeah, as the, the crow flies, <laughs> I fucking nailed it. Um, And so jumped over literally four... Well, went over four yeah, lanes like of traffic, over two different guardrails, and then took the right exit, and then I saw a flashing sign at the end of the road and just kept on jogging, walked inside, sat down guess, on the couch. I guess you could have gone, like down John Roberts Road up to Home Depot that way towards Sea. All you motherfuckers walk through the door and then Jeremy of all people goes, well, I didn't know where you went, but I, I had Bob's truck. I would have just brought you home. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out of breath. Just like, fuck, I need like, your feet were throbbing. Oh, I legitimately woke up the next morning and could not move any of my legs. Like, well, all I, two I, of them. All three of them. <laughs> From the waist down, it was just shambles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all three of them. Uh, no, I was going to say any of my extremities, but my arms were fine. Uh, but <laughs> no, like I had shin splints so bad that like for days and days and days, I had to sleep on my back because if I'm like, As opposed to on your knees or... No, I, I've always... I'm a belly sleeper. I, li- I sleep I on my I stomach. I crunk neck like a motherfucker if I do that. Always mm. sleep on my stomach or at the very least on my side, but I had to sleep 
laying straight up because if my shins hit the 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 bed, not the mm. pillow, uh, excruciating pain. Mm. So um, yeah, it was brutal. But so that was fun. Um, and then my grinds my gears this week is. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, or follow these specific accounts, but I think Old Row uh, on Instagram has been posting uh, a new trend, which is a pant beers, which is oh, quite God. simply college kids who are at a party. On this <laughs> they grab a beer, they crack the beer, they pull their pants like out to like open their pants and dump the entire beer in their pants. Well, that's just retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it fucking infuriates me every time I see it. And like everyone, what? all these accounts are like hyping it up. They're like, "Yeah, another pant beer. Like pant beers are so in, dude." Do like, it's like, does it, what? Do you get drunker if it soaks in through your thighs, or I think they're thinking they're trying to get it in through the penis, the urethra. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I, look, look at I'm telling you, I it's a thing. This the the future of humanity is doomed. It it is. What, it, that just seems wasteful incredibly like, like wasteful. 60 years from now a, a kid named thad who mm. dumped <clears throat> bud light through his pee hole is going to be running this country ashton thorgan's thadson <laughs> is, is the 2048 president speaking of uh thads congrats to thad on his uh chad with a t if yeah, you will, well, mm, thad, will. <laughs> thad moffitt uh got a truck ride for the entire year which is gonna be cool we'll see him i'm sure in trunking Daytona, uh, trunking, and uh, we'll probably have to get him on before Speed Weeks. He uh, he was he was supposed to come on. He, he, Charlie and I spent, well, actually, all three of us spent a very a very a long time, time uh, together. The first trip to uh, Daytona, and then ever since he's asked me uh, where I was, even though I was at the same establishment uh, he was at. Actually, and I think there was one year that uh, he he usually comes in before the weekend, and uh, he's just like, "Man, I haven't seen you all weekend. Where the hell have you been?" I saw him literally just walking down the street, and that was about it. I haven't really talked to him since, but uh, I know that he would definitely want to come on the show. I think I saw him at Atlanta last year, and he said, yeah, just hit me up anytime. And so, you know, year and a half removed, uh, good time for it. But, yeah, yeah I think that was uh, I think that was it. Is this, what, are uh, what are we doing this weekend? Anything? Oh, uh, probably, probably check out a, uh, yeah, co- probably cough it, and then uh, check out a Mariners game on Saturday, I believe. I do have plans on Sunday, but I should be home for a little... Shindig. Mm, I'll okay. go Saturday. I'll probably go Sunday, too. I'd like a knife shoe match in my life. Nothing else to do. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of the Mariners, they played the Newfoundland Growlers this weekend. Mm. And amongst, I actually watched it. Amongst my drunken stupor on Saturday, I had so many Christmas parties this weekend, three and three <clears> days. <throat> uh, I Googled how far their stadium was, the Newfoundland Growlers. One day and five hours away. What? It takes one day and five hours to drive and you need a boat and you need a boat for a long time to get there oh yeah i don't want to do that i'm assuming they fly mm. that was that'd be um a little more ethical but uh yeah because I, I guess technically you'd have to drive up and fucking around so that kind of makes yeah. sense like you can drive to like texas and play hockey for the same amount of time oh yeah i don't texas know. hockey mm. half the ice always melts <laughs> <laughs> oh, dallas seems to be all right mm. yeah allegedly yeah, not much going on this weekend. Hockey. Yeah. I watch some hockey. Sports. Yep. Yep. Sounds like we're going to the Mariners. Yep. Shout out uh, Itzy and Co. And, uh, definitely we'll, we'll be posting them, uh, tagging them in our Instagram post and definitely go give them a follow. I'm sure that there's a lot of, uh, there's either a female out there listening that has recently had a kid or there is a man out there listening who has recently had a female that had a kid. Or and, if you are um, an incredibly advanced baby, um, check them out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well said. <laughs> yeah, get uh, your toddler smartphone. <laughs> All right. All right. 249. Yep. See you next Tuesday. That's kind. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.